Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to our March 19th, 2022 edition of the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. As always, the number by which you can contact SCL Mortgage is 303-790-2222. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. So, Larry, I'm curious with everything going on in the world today. (laughs) Russia, Ukraine, inflation in our country, and the Fed raising rates this week. What kind of effect is this having on mortgage interest rates? <laughs> good morning, Sandy. It's good to be here. Beautiful weekend we have. Um, yeah, these are uh, these are pretty interesting times. It's um, there's such conflicting stuff going on. You, you know, there's a lot, a lot of bad stuff in the world. I mean, with Russia and Ukraine, and yeah. and but in our country, inflation is at a 40-year high, 7.6%, uh, gas prices, food prices, everything. So the Fed made a move this week. They raised the interest rates by 25 basis points, and there's probably another four or five increases to come. That's what they say. That's exactly right. And, um, you know, hopefully that will curb inflation or slow it down. Um, so along with that causes mortgage interest rates to go up as well. But the competing factor, which is kind of interesting, is that because all the volatility in the stock market, typically people will pull money out of the market and they'll put it in the bond market. Then the bond market rallies and interest rates come down. So we got sort of this struggle going on here with inflation, the Fed raising rates, but the the stock market being really nervous. So um, yes, they have gone up a little bit. Not crazy. And they're still good, still really good. If you look at, well, I use this example a lot, but you and I were talked on the radio in January of 19. Yep. Right? And we talked about five and a quarter, five and a half percent. Correct. Being pretty darn good at that time. Well, we're still much, much lower than that. So, yeah, a lot of interesting, crazy stuff going on. But for people listening, um, you know, you there, it's still in many cases makes sense to refinance. Or if you missed that earlier window and want to have that conversation, please give us a call. And if it does make sense, we'll let you know. And if it doesn't, we'll let you know that too. Okay. Uh, more broadly, the effect on your business, the effect on your competitors' business would be what this week? So I would answer that by saying, and I don't know if it's – if. It's luck. Probably it's more luck than, than, than smart. But when we started the company a little over seven years ago, we wanted to do more than just traditional mortgages, right? Conventional, FHA, VA. So, yeah, that business has slowed down. There, there's, there's no question. But we have all these other loan programs that um, are keeping us busy with our bank statement loans and our uh, debt service coverage ratio and on and on and on. And so that's fortunately keeping us busy, and um, we're we're extremely thankful for that. But I, you know, companies out there that just offer the traditional stuff, they probably got to be feeling the pinch a little bit right now. I hope not. I don't want to see anything bad happen to anybody. But that's it, things are still good in our world. You mentioned, and in recent weeks we've kind of touched on this topic, but you wanted to delve into it a little more today. Pretty interesting numbers. 
are out this week about the size of the mortgage industry. So why don't you share that with our listeners? It's really remarkable stuff. Oh, it's um, our industry is huge, Sandy. And you know, when in 2020, when um, after the pandemic rates dropped like huge drops, I mean, the lowest in 40 years that I'd ever seen. So 2020 was a was a big, big year in our industry, like just over four trillion dollars of mortgages were written. (laughs) Big number. It's like a, a record for for just about history, I believe. So 2021 was not far behind at uh, 3.9 trillion. So only, you know, 5% less, not mm-hmm. not too much. But 2022 is projected to be 2.6 trillion. That's a pretty substantial drop, right? Uh like 33% from last year. So uh, thank God we have all these different loan programs because people always need money and they always are looking for to do this or, you know, buy a house or build a house or whatever the case is. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're very fortunate that we have all these different loan programs and you're probably going to see other folks coming out with those programs. Uh, I don't know, but, um, you know, when things like this happen, then you got to sort of remake yourself or, or tweak yourself. And of course we've been doing the show five years come April. Right, right, next month. And we still don't see a lot of companies doing bank statement loans, doing bridge loans, but now that may come out of necessity. It very well may. It very, very well may. In fact, um, one of the very large lenders out there uh, back on the East Coast that were they were a huge buyer of conventional loans and and still are, but this week they sent an email out that we are rolling out a bank statement loan program. <laughs> so it's no surprise we we knew it was going to come. We just didn't know when. But it's interesting, and I for thirty four years I've seen this when markets shrink, then all of a sudden guidelines loosen a little, or uh, people come out with additional products, or they come out with new stuff that may be uh, in vogue now because of, you know, interest rates going up and all that. So it's it's pretty interesting times. Um, I haven't seen this for, for a while, but uh, we're, we're ready for it. We're nimble. We can adjust as, as need be to, to serve our customers. So you're still doing reasonably well. We are. And again, it goes back to the wide variety of loan programs you offer and how nimble you are, too, in being able to get people into the kind of loan program that ideally suits them. And you give multiple options out on just about every purchase, whether it's a refinance or uh, the buying of a home. Right. Yeah, we our loan officers are really good about that because – they, yes, they have a lot to learn and, and a lot to talk about, but they enjoy that. They embrace that because then we don't have to say no as often. I mean, we can go down to a 580 FICO score, sometimes a little lower. We can do um, higher income to debt ratios than a lot of folks. We can do We can just do a large number of things. So we are not the kind of company that's just been picking the low-hanging fruit for the last several years. Um, gosh, our loan officers work with people that I can't help you today, but if you do this and this, 
I'll work with you in two months, six months, whatever it is. So they do that. So they have a whole pipeline of people that they can still help today, given their unique circumstances, whatever whatever those are. So, yeah, I, I, I take my hat off to our loan officers. They've, they've done a really good job, and our product offering is large, so we have the ability to say yes more often. You and I were talking about competition earlier. You mentioned a book that you were reading called Blue Ocean's Strategy. Yes. Is that the right name? Yes. Actually, um, uh, a friend of mine, Kerry Knob, who you know, he, he does our website and a lot of marketing for us, um, introduced this book to me. And it's um, I'm not all the way through with it, pretty close, but it's really, really interesting. And it talks like, um, say, in 30,000-foot levels. But if you – I immediately focus in on the mortgage business. So they call it Blue Ocean Strategy as opposed to Red Ocean's. You can be, and you can think of it in in the mortgage world right now, Sandy, red ocean strategy is if you keep doing what you're doing, the same thing over and over, well, that's probably a a bad formula right now with interest rates going up. So their, their sort of message is you don't have to be the next Jeff Bezos and go create Amazon or the next Facebook or something like that. Inside of your business, your industry... Uh, our opportunities. So we look at and say, okay, bridge loans, single family construction loans, all these other kind of loans where we have very little competition and that allows us to then operate in a blue ocean. So I really (laughs) gravitated toward this book. And for people, if you've you've never heard it, I'll be honest, it's a bit of a tough read. It's not like a novel, super easy, or Nate Jackson's book, for example. It's a little tougher read, but it's just full of really good stuff. When we come back, I hope to provide ourselves more really good stuff. We'll talk a little bit about how Larry determines that his uh, interest rates at SCO Mortgage are competitive in relation to uh, national and local competitors. And, of course, the emphasis on keeping your business, even in these difficult times, it's especially true, keep your business local. That's all coming next as the SCL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. This is the SCL Mortgage Show for March 19th. Sandy Clef with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. 303-790-2222 is the number to call. And uh, as we've been talking during the week, uh, you will get a return call. If you don't get an immediate answer, you will get a return call within hours, sometimes minutes. So uh, (laughs) be very clear on that. There will be a response. People will call you back. And, of course, uh, we've got uh, the website at myspecialmortgage.com, which is constantly evolving and chock full of information. So I'm curious, Larry, and speaking of the competition as we were a few minutes ago, how do you know? How do you really know that your interest rates and closing costs are competitive at SCL Mortgage? Well, um, that's a great question, Sandy, and and there's a couple different answers to that question. So um, when we originate a new loan, our loan officers will send out what's called the LE, or a loan estimate, and that'll show the interest rate, the loan amount, the, the payment, the closing costs, and all that. So... On occasion, somebody may come to us and say, uh, in fact, um, I think it was Amanda that called me this week and said, this customer said they can get this and this from their current servicer. And I said, 
okay, let's let's get a loan estimate and compare it to ours. Well, so the customer sent that to Amanda, but when they got it, it was it was not what it was proposed or it was not what it was initially said to be. So as it turned out, our loan estimate, our our interest rate and the closing cost were less than what that person was told. So we always say if somebody's going to tell you something, then put it in writing. Put it in writing and, and back up your words. And, and you should want it in writing so you can see it. And, and everybody is honest and you, you know, say the right thing, do the right thing. So that's one way is via a loan estimate. The other is um, we could pick up a phone and, and make a call. And I'll tell you something I did this week. You've done that from time to time. <laughs> I have. I have. So there was an ad um, on 104.3. Um, about a company that comes into the market, out of the market, into the, and then at the end, it's disclaimer, California real estate license, blah, blah, blah. So the rate was just really incredible. And the rate and the APR were exactly the same. That means there's no closing costs. I said, oh, I got a call. This doesn't (laughs) make sense. So I called and I said, you know, we have good equity. We have good credit and this and this, and I would like that rate. And they said, uh, that's not possible anymore. Markets change all the time. That was gone two weeks ago. And I said, well, I just heard it on the radio two minutes ago. No, I'm sorry. And and are you employed or self-employed? I said, well, I'm self-employed. Well, you don't qualify for that program. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? <laughs> it, so, you know, uh, buyer beware kind of thing. Um, I want to know, I always want to know that our rates are very competitive and our closing costs are very competitive so we can compete with anybody. And we have to check once in a while just to make sure. So, and like I've told you in the past, Sandy, our, our margins are extremely competitive. Our philosophy is do more loans, make less money per loan, but I want to do more and help more people as opposed to making a lot of money on fewer loans. I, I, that's not our philosophy. So a great question, but there's a bunch of different ways we can confirm that. I think this ties in with uh, our next uh, point of discussion. You're a real proponent, always have been, of keeping your business local and right here in Colorado. Right. Absolutely. But what if a person does find a better rate or a deal Outside of Colorado, maybe with a larger company, uh, what you just said, notwithstanding, yeah. because I've known you to tell many stories along those lines. Uh, we'd say read the fine print, but you're listening to a spot and listen at the end too when they make certain exemptions and qualifiers are out there right, right. and you're pretty much left. I wonder if this applies to me. Uh, I wonder if this applies to more than 5% of the people listening <laughs> to this spot. Usually they can not. take advantage of that. But what if it happens that way where you're seemingly getting a better deal from a larger company outside the market? You know, it, it may seem like it on the surface, but all of us have pretty much the same rates. I mean, they're generated by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or VA or FHA. Um, so we all have pretty much the same rates. One determining factor is how closing costs are set. Some people might charge more for a processing fee or an underwriting fee or, you know, those kind of things. 
Now, I would say that like title and escrow and credit reports, it used to be that let's say a credit report costs $30. Well, somebody might charge 100 for it. Well, you can't do that. You, you haven't been able to do that for a long time. We have to charge. Whatever the third-party closing costs are, that's what we charge. We can't add anything onto it, which would not make me feel good anyway. But, you know, first I would say maybe on any given day somebody's out there trying to buy some business and maybe on that one day, one afternoon in, in a month, that might happen. But normally, it's it just doesn't because of margins, where we set our margins versus somebody else. The f- fact that we have access to some of the best rates and, and closing costs in the, in the entire industry. So, and then we go back to the loan estimate and the fine print, and maybe that wasn't exactly what you thought it was when you heard the ad or or got the phone call from somebody. So, you know, if if people want to call us, we're happy to look, happy to advise, happy to get, make suggestions. And, and if they do business with us, that's great. But if they don't, then I'm still happy to share our, our you know, experience and, and knowledge with them. So welcome that call anytime. We always talk about how proud you are, and we have today once again, um, how proud you are of your loan officers and operations people. But do you think your business will ever move in the coming years or decades to one that's completely automated and not have a need per se for a loan officer? Well, you know, I don't think so, Sandy. I I, I don't. Who who knows, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, but there's so much involved in a mortgage. I mean – it's not like buying a washer or dryer. It's not like a pair of jeans. It's not like even buying a car. The amount of money we're talking about, I mean, I know a company out there where you can go online and you can pick the credit bureau you want. You can pick the title company you want. You can pick the loan program. But if you think about it, I could not step into your shoes on a daily basis because I don't have all the wealth and knowledge and, you know, of I, I just could not do what you do. And conversely, it might be hard for you, even though we've been talking for five years. Of course. To step into our world and explain things to people because there's so many different options, so many variables. So, um, you know, I think a good loan officer is invaluable and somebody that you want to keep that contact information in your phone. Because this just this industry is not like other industries uh, off the shelf kind of thing. You need an expert's opinion. So I don't. It's not one size fits all. It, absolutely that not. You plug in a computer program and off you go. It's not like that. There's too much nuance and, and too much customer need for human contact, too. Absolutely. For reassurance along the way, which you're not going to get in an automation system. Never. No, you won't. And every. Every rooftop, every household is different. Every single one. The house may have similarities to it, but not the people inside. Those goals and desires and, and wishes are entirely different than everybody else. So that requires somebody to understand what those goals and wishes are and then make options based on that. Everyone likes to deal with an expert in their field, right? Whether it's yeah. CPA this yep. time of year, we're starting to think about that, attorney, plumber, preacher at your uh, local church uh, may determine the church you end up attending on a regular basis. Sure, sure. Uh, So while I know your loan officers are experts, tell us what makes 
an expert loan officer? So um, let me think for just one second. I'm going to answer that. One, I completely concur with you on, you know, having your your CPA, the CPA you like, you trust, takes care of you, does the best they can with your returns to minimize your tax exposure. Uh, the attorney, if you ever need one, but just because you have an attorney is not necessarily a bad thing. You need them for all kinds of things in your life, wills, trusts, and and all that. And and preachers, yeah, I mean, we, you could, we uh, tell you, uh, I may have told you before, but my wife and I actually changed churches not too long ago. And the preacher is phenomenal, phenomenal. In fact, I, I'll give him a shout out right now, Plum Creek Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. And the preacher there, Doug is Doug Miller, is just fantastic. So we we are very very happy there. But yeah, I I agree that you have these um, these contacts in your well, maybe you still have a Rolodex, but certainly you have a phone, and in there you should have a good mortgage officer, loan officer. So what makes them um, experts is one honesty, two experience and knowledgeable about our product offering, and three, being able to understand what the person's goals are, what their desires are, and not just trying to close a loan to close a loan. It's about making that, satisfying every need of that customer. And so they leave the closing table happy, and then you've got somebody in your corner each and every time. We've got our customer email segment coming up, and we look forward to that each week. Larry always has a stack of uh, emails, and they do come in within the last seven days. So they're very much current and responding to uh, a lot of the changes that we've uh, seen this week. And we'll get to those emails next as the SEL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. All right, it is time now for customer emails. This is the SEO Mortgage Show. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager, 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com. This is always among our favorite segments to do. We get these emails. They all come in between the last airing of this program right. and this particular program that is airing right now. So they're fresh, uh, they're new, and without further ado, we'll get right to them. Okay. So, um, yes, they all, I look at the dates on these emails and they're all from this past week. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, we got an email from Dionis. Did I say that right? D, D, Dionis. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you, Dionis. She simply said, Hey, I would like to try to use my VA home loan through you guys. Uh, any help is appreciated. I heard you talking about it on the radio station. So she's a listener. You don't have to be a guy to listen. We to have sp- been talking <laughs> a fair amount about VA loans, haven't we? We have. Absolutely, we have. I, I don't know the reason, but um, we have gotten a number of emails because we talk about not having any credit overlays on our VA, FHA, or conventional loans, and that may be a part of it. So... Um, um, Miss Santiago, thank you for your your email. Um, you are a veteran, so we thank you for your service. And um, yes, absolutely, we're going to help you out with using your VA home loan. Hundred percent financing, great interest rates, lenient guidelines. So it's a it's a it's a really really good program. Okay, so uh, on Monday we got an email from Nathan who said. 
I am interested in, oh, listen to this, Sandy. I'm interested in the DSCR loan looking for a property to purchase. So he didn't say, I'm looking for a loan for an investment piece property. He specifically said DSCR, debt service coverage ratio. Nathan, that tells me you've been listening. Thank you very much. I We appreciate that. So what that is, Sandy, is he's looking to purchase an investment piece of property and in this case, we the property really qualifies itself, right? So we don't really care so much about his income because we look at the property. So the general formula is that if your new house payment on this property is going to be $2,000, principal, interest, tax, insurance, and uh, homeowners dues if there is any. So if that's 2000 and your rental income is $2,000, we are good to go. Good to go. We don't have to verify anything. We don't have to have a mountain of paperwork. So the property qualifies itself without looking at the borrower or the customer's tax return. So thank you, Nathan. I know we're going to be able to help you out. Okay, this came from Liz uh, also on Tuesday. Can someone who is not a U.S. citizen purchase a house through you. I've heard about your ITIN loan. <laughs> Our listeners are are very dialed in, very getting to be very, very mortgage savvy. So uh, Liz, oh, actually, um, this has got my name on it. Hi, Larry. I hope you're well. Well, I am well, Liz. Thank you very much. Um, so yes, you, you do, not, do not have to be a citizen, but you do have to be here legally. So that could be with a resident alien card. It could be with uh, any other number of of, um, legal status, as long as you're here legally. And then absolutely, we can use their ITIN number, which is uh, individual taxpayer identification number, because they probably don't have a social security number. So great question. Oh, I see she is a, a realtor. So that's why she's out. Okay, very nice. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the email. Okay, this came from uh, also on Monday from Mariana, who said, um, currently have a VA loan, interested in refinancing, possibly cash out for home improvements. Well, uh, I would say also thank you to you, Mariana, for your service or your husband or whoever it was. Um, absolutely, we can do uh, a cash-out refi, and you've probably got a pretty substantial amount of equity, and you're going to put it back into your house and increase the value of the property, so good for you. Very, You're doing what a lot of people are doing right now. Okay, uh, this came from uh, Jeff, who said, I am very interested in the bank statement loan you guys offer. Due to write-offs, etc., my business taxes are cutting into my personal income, so I don't know if you can help me, but I have been unsuccessful with two other companies in town. Well, Jeff, you, you've, you've come to the right place because we can take a look at your bank statements as opposed to your tax returns, and that's what we're going to use to qualify you. So would love for you guys to help on this person or this best solution for me. Um, that's what we're going to do exactly. Give you different options, use your bank statements to qualify you, and um, hopefully get uh, accomplish all those goals that you're trying to achieve. Uh, okay, this came from Perlesha, 
who said, I am interested in finding out if I can qualify for a home loan. Okay, well, um, that's that's what we do in that conversation, Perlesha. We're going to talk about your credit. We're going to talk about your income, your down payment. Uh, maybe we can talk about down payment assistance. And then we will run the numbers, which we will explain to you. And we'll see how much we can get you qualified for for a home loan. So... Congratulations, you're wanting to buy as opposed to rent. Good for you. Um, This came from Gary, who said, Hi, I listen to Larry every Saturday morning on the fan with Sandy. (laughs) I had to highlight that when I saw this because it's... uh, So, Gary, I hope you're listening this morning. If you are, um, I'm sure you've been contacted uh, by a loan officer now. But he said, uh, I would prefer to do a possible cash-out refi, and uh, my credit score may need some help. That's okay. That's why we're here. Um, If someone could call me, I'd like to discuss this situation further. Well, since this came on Wednesday, I'm sure somebody's been talking to you and see how we can help you out, Gary. Thank you very much for being a listener, and thank you for the email. Okay, this came from um gentleman's name is John. My wife and I are looking to buy my mother's house. We need to buy out our siblings. I think we had an email similar to this a couple weeks ago. I agree. Um, it tells me what the sales price is. We need a loan amount of this. Uh, credit is good. We are self-employed. Uh, well, we got we got a few things going on here. If the credit is fine, uh, sales price, and the difference between that and the loan amount is there's fair amount of down payment. Buying out the siblings, we can do that all day long. So thanks for being a listener, John, and, and uh, we appreciate that. Okay, this came from Isaac, who said, I am interested in learning more about the down payment assistance program. Um Okay, Isaac, absolutely. I think we have probably the best down payment assistance program out there, given the fact that there's no payment attached to it. After five years, you don't have to pay it back. It's 100% forgivable. And you only need a 640 FICO score to qualify for it. So um, thank you for the email and being a listener. Um, Sandy, I have another one if we have time. Okay, this came from Derek, who said... Please send me a mortgage refi application. Prefer email. Looking forward to talking to somebody who can help me out. Well, we could do that, Derek, but even an easier way is for you to go to our website and you can apply online. Super easy, super super secure. And there was a time, I clearly remember, when mortgage loan applications got sent in the mail and there was a pre-stamped envelope to send, have it come back. Boy, that takes me back a ways. But but these days, we're happy to um, um, show you how to do it, tell you how to do it, email, text you, whatever you prefer, and you can do it all online, and it's going to be ser- safe and secure and, and very efficient, I promise you. Thank you for the email. And we thank all of our emailers uh, this week, Dionis, Nathan, Liz, Mariana, Jeff, Perlesha, Gary, John, Isaac, and Derek, we appreciate your contacting SCL Mortgage, and we'll have a fresh batch of emails next week on the 26th. When we come back, I will be uh, 
asking Larry about uh, his very popular bank statement loan program at SCO Mortgage and whether interest rates have gone up, maybe as they have with respect to other loan programs. That's coming next as the SCO Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. And as we move down the home stretch for this March 19th edition of the SCL Mortgage Show, Sandy Clef with Larry Jager, uh, we want to move to the subject of your bank statement loan program because we address that every week. And particularly with uh, rates having changed a bit this week and gone up, uh, with respect to your bank statement loan program, Larry, have those interest rates gone up as perhaps they have with other loan programs? That's a great question, and I'm happy to tell you the answer is no, they have not. Because that is a, it's not a, a con, well, it's a conventional loan, it's a, it's a sort of a traditional loan, but it's not a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac kind of loan. And those interest rates are, are not subject to whatever's going on in the bond market and, and different things in the stock market. So um, those interest rates have not changed hardly at all. In fact, over the years since we've been offering these loans, the interest rates have come down considerably since the very beginning. And there's reasons for that. Um, you remember when we had uh, a gentleman on that was kind of an expert in that area, and he was talking about how Wall Street really loves these loans. So the demand is there for those loans. And when the demand is there, then the interest rates actually come down to make them more, uh, to get more volume, to get more loans, to, to be able to buy and securitize. So I'm happy to say those interest rates have not changed in hardly at all. And, but since we started this seven years ago, they're actually as low as they've ever been. So I think it's great news for our um, all of our self-employed people. May seem counterintuitive to people, but that stuck out to me, too, from a few weeks back that Wall Street loves bank statement loans. Yeah, yeah. That I, I, You and I both remember that very clearly. <laughs> and he's involved in the sort of that uh, other side of it where they, they can buy these loans from us and they securitize them. And, you know, initially um, it was met with some resistance, the bank statement loan, certainly from a lot of lenders like us. People don't even offer them because they didn't understand them. They didn't want to teach their operations people how to do it or – or how do you explain this to a customer? So there was a lot of resistance from that. And there was a lot of resistance from um, uh, rating agencies because they just didn't know. Well, turns out uh, these self-employed people, they make their payments just like everybody else. And they make them on time. And these loans perform really well. So the guidelines have expanded, Sandy. Interest rates are still super good. So um it's it's a lot of fun to be able to offer this loan. Well, you're you're pioneers, and I I <laughs> don't say that lightly. This is I've seen no downside as you've explained this loan program many times down through the years, and for all the people out there who are self-employed and they seem to be growing month by month, almost certainly year by year. Yeah, for sure. Around here, and you found in other states in which you are licensed, the same is true. Absolutely. In a place like Nebraska, bank statement loans are very popular, right? Oh, they are. They had never heard of them before, and they didn't have <laughs> access to down payment assistance and 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 Mississippi, and uh, the list goes on and on. But yeah, we um, we got lucky that time too with those programs, and we've fortunately been able to help a lot, a lot of people. Let's go back to refinances for a moment. Whether a conventional loan or a bank statement loan, you mentioned people should look at their mortgage statement 
and see if they have mortgage insurance. You know, I'm, I'm, I wanted you to ask me that question, so thank you. And what prompted that is this week I had a conversation with a, with a friend of mine who, gosh, we've done their loans so many times. Chris, if you happen to be listening, in fact, he tells me he always listens on his way to the gym on Saturday mornings. But he said to me once, he said, do I have mortgage insurance? I said, yeah, actually you do because we had to do that when we did your loan way back when. So we ended up refinancing it and and getting rid of the mortgage insurance. But, um, you know, many times when people buy a house, if you don't have 20% to put down, whether it's FHA or conventional, you're going to have mortgage insurance. Well, now with all the appreciation that's happened over the years, people have 20% or more. I mean, a lot of people have way more than that. So um, they you got to look at that mortgage statement, just like you look at your credit card statement or your, your auto loan if you have that. And if there's some a line item on there, mortgage insurance, give us a call because we got to get rid of it. That's not tax deductible and you don't need to be paying it. Well, there's so much equity out there and it struck me, and I, I haven't asked you about this before, I don't think, and I'm going by personal experience too, I don't think people are necessarily aware of the things they can do with mm-hmm. that equity. All the more reason to contact you and ask the question and have you crunch the numbers and maybe they can do things with that equity that they never could have imagined doing before. Boy, you know, we've gotten calls this week, Sandy. My loan officers told me that people are calling and saying, you know, I, I have a pretty good loan. I don't, maybe it can be better, but I have all this equity. And should I take some out and put it away for a rainy day? Just sock it in the bank with all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world and and with the stock market and inflation. Maybe that's not such a bad idea, right? People used to say you should have six months worth of reserves in your in your bank or your account or your wherever. Well, let's say if it costs you five grand a month, so you should have 30 grand tucked away for a rainy day. Well, I remember, t- <laughs> I remember 2008 and nine, six months wasn't enough. Not nearly enough. Not nearly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a cash is king. You know, if you've got good assets setting in a bank or a, a savings or IRA or wherever you've got it, maybe you want to add to it. Maybe because money is still so cheap right now that you could put it away and then you sleep a lot better at night. So cash reserves, I think, are a big thing. But yeah, I mean, we have lots of ideas like that, whether it's applicable to our listeners or not. But if you make the call, we can go over all these things and you can say, okay, yeah, I want to do that because that makes sense. Or I'm I'm in a good spot right now. I'll just stay where I'm at. Either way is fine. But we can give you those options, whatever they are. Well, I know I'm in an older house, and recently uh, had my inspection done, and uh, the word I got was that uh, uh, your pipes are corroding Uh-oh. rather rapidly, <laughs> and they need to be replaced. And this is something you could maybe wait on a few weeks, but don't think about a few months. Mm. And I thought of just what you have said consistently, not only today, but down through the years, about having that kind of reserve available where you can handle that and say, oh, sure, let's do it this week. Let's do it tomorrow. Yeah. 
You know, if I, I don't know, you've... Um, stuff happens. Stuff happens. Absolutely it does. And all of a sudden, and if one day you and your, your wife want to sell your house because you want something smaller or you want to whatever, then those, those items may pop up in a home inspection. And then you've got to do it then. And the interest rates right now are so low, maybe it makes sense to do it now. Because people always, when they buy a home, they, they want to move in, right? They don't want to buy and say, okay, well, yeah. They I don't gotta, want a list of problems right. they have to fix <laughs> when they move into the home. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. Uh, they just want to buy and put their stuff in. So if, if some things need to be done, and it happens as home get, home get, homes get older, just like our bodies get older, <laughs> there's stuff we have to fix or repair. So um, lots and lots of equity out there these days. So um, maybe it's worth a phone call to see what can be done with it. We have a few minutes left, and uh, you mentioned uh, that email you got, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we think of your down payment assistance program. Maybe a good idea to go over very quickly here all of your okay. loan programs and where they stand right now. Okay, sure. Happy to. So, um, yeah, if people go to our website, myspecialmortgage.com, and they uh, can click on, I forget what link it is. Oh, it, I, I think it's actually called Loan Programs. Right. And there's a drop down there, and it tells all of them. And we have like 15 different loan <laughs> programs right now. So, you know, we of course, we have the conventional. We have the FHA. We have the VA. Um, we have jumbo loans, no credit overlays. So um, those are, are still very popular, obviously. But we also have reverse mortgages, Sandy. For people that are 62 years of age and older, um, I know I'm in that category, but I don't have a reverse mortgage yet. But um, So we do have those for people that uh, – and, and basically what it is, it's a loan that you get and never have to repay it. Never have to make a payment on a reverse mortgage. So if that if you are of that age or coming about that age, then you could certainly give us a call on that. Um, our ITIN loans, we talked about it just a minute ago for people that are here legally but don't have a Social Security number. Um, our bridge loans for people that want to buy but have to sell first, we may be able to bridge that gap and turn you into like a cash buyer. Um, we have our one-time close construction loan that we've talked about recently um, where you can build a loan. So we could give you a construction loan and also lock in a permanent loan rate for you. So it's one close, one time, one closing cost as opposed to two separate loans. We have our, uh, excuse me, we have our renovation loans for people that want to do stuff to their property like you had talked about just a minute ago. We have our custom term loan program that, uh, let's say you started five years ago with a with a 30-year loan. Now you've paid into it for five years. You don't want to start over on a 30-year loan, so we can do a 25-year loan or a 22 or a 20 or whatever. Uh, that's custom term. Um, two others, the down payment assistance program we talked about earlier, which is a really, really great program. And then finally, our lower FICO loan program for people that – and I can't tell you, Sandy, there's so many people out there that have had a FICO hiccup. Not yeah. not because they just don't pay anybody. It just – stuff happens, right? Yeah. We can show you how to get your FICOs up. But we can also go down to a 580 FICO, sometimes mm -hmm. even a little lower. So we have – 
what we like to say, a residential loan program for just about every need. Well, uh, you do a great job of explaining that, and we thank you once again this week, a wild week, uh, for making the complicated seem so much more understandable. As always, our thanks. We thank you, Sandy. It. I really look forward to this every week. And we will be back next week on the 26th day of March with our next edition of the SCL Mortgage Show right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 